0: This is Barry Zelma speaking for Zelma on Insurance, a YouTube presentation. I am an attorney who has retired from the active practice of law and now work as an insurance claims consultant and insurance claims expert witness and author and producer of these YouTube videos. Today, we will talk about how and why an agent cannot be sued as an insurer and why the one-year private limitation of action provision in an insurance policy is fair and enforceable. This comes from a case called Frankie Cabral versus Public Storage. April 10, 2020, decided by the state of California's 2nd Appellate Division. Frankie and Michael Cabral sued for breach of contract, insurance bad faith, conversion and negligence after defendant public storage disposed of personal belongings that the plaintiffs had placed in a leased storage unit. The plaintiff's appeal from a summary judgment in favor of public storage and also challenged the court's sustaining of a demur without leave to amend based upon a limitation provision contained in the plaintiff's lease agreement. Michael rented a self-storage unit with his mother Frankie at Public Storage Facility, so he could store household goods and woodworking supplies. After they arrived at the Public Storage Unit, Frankie selected $3,000 in insurance coverage and paid for the rental unit and insurance at the same time. New Hampshire, the insurance company under the policy, appointed PSCC Incorporated as its producer and claims adjuster. A public storage manager accused Michael Cabral of violating facility rules and informed him and Frankie that they were prohibited access except for a supervised visit to vacate their belongings. The Cabrals did not remove their goods, so public storage did. The Cabral's alleged employees broke into the unit and stole whatever property had economic value and discarded the rest. Frankie made a claim for burglary and vandalism under the storage unit insurance with PSCC. New Hampshire's claims investigators denied the claim because the unit was repossessed as an eviction. Attached to the operative complaint, filed by the Cabrals, was a lease agreement with an insurance addendum and a certificate of storage insurance. The agreement provided, among other things, that any claim or suit will be barred unless the occupant commences an action within 12 months after the date of the act, omission, inaction, or other event that gave rise to the claim, demand, right, or defense. In its demur to the conversion and negligence cause of action, Public Storage contended the claims were barred by the 12-month limitation period set forth in the lease agreement. Public Storage alleged that because the suit was filed more than 12 months after disposition of the property, plaintiff's claims arising from the lease were time-barred. The trial court sustained the demur without leave to amend, finding... The limitation clause in the lease was valid. The court also rejected the plaintiff's argument against enforcing the clause. Public storage filed a motion for summary judgment, arguing that it could not be held liable on the causes of action because it was not contractually obligated to provide insurance coverage under the New Hampshire policy. Public Storage submitted two employee declarations in support of its motion. Public Storage and PSCC do not share a corporate affiliation with New Hampshire or its claims manager, Sedgwick Claims Management Services, Inc. Plaintiffs purchased an insurance policy that was underwritten by New Hampshire, not Public Storage. PSCC was not a party to Plaintiff's Insurance Agreement with New Hampshire, has never been an insurer under the insurance program, and has never agreed to provide insurance to the plaintiffs. The court, with good sense, granted subject judgment in favor of public storage. On appeal, when a demur is sustained without leave to amend, the appellate court must decide if there is a reasonable possibility that the defect can be cured by amendment. If it can be, the trial court has abused its discretion and the Court of Appeal will reverse. If not, there has been no abuse of discretion and the Court of Appeal will affirm. California courts accord contracting parties substantial freedom to modify the length of the statute of limitations. Courts will enforce an agreed-upon limitation period that is shorter than what is otherwise provided by statute if the limitations period is reasonable. Reasonable in this context means the shortened period nevertheless provides sufficient time to effectively pursue a judicial remedy. The limitations provision in the case were clear. Plaintiffs, were informed they had one year to commence an action. The one-year period afforded plaintiffs adequate time to determine the damages resulting from the loss of stored property and to file a claim. Plaintiffs contended that the lease agreement and limitations provision were unconscionable. The issue whether a contract or provision is unconscionable, of course, is a question of law. Procedural unconscionability focuses on oppression or surprise due to unequal bargaining power. Substantive unconscionability refers to a provision involving terms that are so one-sided as to shock the conscience or that impose harsh or oppressive terms. In light of the Court of Appeal's finding that the provision is reasonable a fortiori, the limitations provision, is not and cannot be substantively unconscionable. The Court of Appeal concluded that the 12-month limitation provision is reasonable and enforceable. As a general rule, a plaintiff may only sue for breach of an insurance contract and breach of the covenant of good faith and fair dealing, against an insurer that is a party to the contract. The insurer's agents and employees who are not parties to the insurance contract cannot be sued. This based on a California Supreme Court decision, Grunberg v. Etna, which was decided in 1973 and is still the law of the state of California. It is undisputed that public storage was not a party to the insurance agreement between Frankie and New Hampshire. Though PSCC is named in the agreement, is clearly identified as a producer and not a principal. Public storage cannot be held liable under the terms of the insurance agreement or the implied covenant of good faith and fair dealing, since an agent is not liable under an insurance contract nor can it commit the tort of bad faith when its signature as agent and not as principal appears on the agreement. Even if public storage somehow abused its corporate privilege by having an ownership interest in PSCC and the company that reinsured New Hampshire's risk, a fact that was not demonstrated to the court, That fact would not require that a court disregard the separate identity of a corporation. An essential feature of reinsurance is that it does not, does not alter the terms, conditions, or provisions of a contract of liability insurance between the direct liability insurer and its insured. The California Court of Appeal reiterated in this decision two very important aspects of California law. First, only an insurer can be sued for the tort of bad faith. Second, one year is a reasonable time to require suit to be filed in a lease agreement or an insurance contract. The plaintiff simply had no possibility of succeeding in the suit because they settled with the insurer and insisted on going forward against the agent and storage company after the expiration of the private limitation of action provision. Public storage had a one-year private action provision, while New Hampshire had a two-year suit provision, and therefore the suit from the place was filed timely. If you found this video of interest and use in your understanding of insurance law, please subscribe to my YouTube channel and check out the other YouTube filings that are available at the channel, which discuss all kinds of different aspects of insurance claims and insurance law. You can also find information at my website, www.zalma.com. Thank you again for your attention.